It is obvious now that in the LDCs, the continuity and adequate reach of investments in human capital and social and productive infrastructure needed to realize the SDGs is now in serious jeopardy. Hello, this is the weekly Tradecast, a podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're looking at the UN's Least Developed Countries report and why these nations need urgent help to address inequalities and deliver on the Sustainable Development Goals. The world is facing soaring costs of food, energy and financing, along with extreme weather and geopolitical upheaval. Most vulnerable are the 46 nations classified as the least developed countries, or LDCs. After some years of progress, the pandemic hit the LDCs hard, cutting economic growth sharply and pushing an extra 15 million people into extreme poverty. To get back on track for the Sustainable Development Goals, the report says least developed countries need an international financial system that's more inclusive and adapted to their needs. Well, here to tell us more about the challenges for LDCs and the potential for progress is economist Matt Forby-Reba from UNCTAD's Division for Africa, Least Developed Countries and Special Programs. Tito is also one of the authors of the LDC report, and when she's not working, she loves to travel and switch off by spending time with her family and friends. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. It's good to have you here. Give us a breakdown of the Least Developed Countries report. What were your main findings and what do you see as the main challenges ahead? Well, Sarah, let me start by saying that the central premise of this report is that climate action and development progress are not opposing forces. They need not be opposing forces and they can actually be synergistic. And this vital synergy has become now a very acute challenge for the LDCs because many of these countries are finding that their fiscal space, which is their ability to fund very important development programs and projects, has shrunk dramatically in recent years. And so many of them are facing the specter of over-indebtedness. I should first point out, Sarah, that contracting debt is a potentially very powerful tool for countries whose ability to raise domestic development finance is small. And for these countries, it is very small because of the size of their economies and their stage of development at the moment. So the current problem that many LDCs face is that the burden of debt repayment threatens to overwhelm their national finances. The debt they have is not long-term enough, and it's certainly not low-cost enough for their purposes. So LDC financing needs have further expanded as a result of the pandemic and other crises that are multiplying alongside each other. And so among the most glaring consequences is the evidence we have found of several years of backtracking in development progress with ballooning requirements for social safety nets in these countries and in some cases to unsustainable levels of debt in the LDCs. For instance, a recent UNCTAD Sustainable Development Goals transition costing exercise found that the LDCs face the highest per capita cost of meeting their goals relative to the base of their economies. 
this is very damaging, especially in times of crises, because when governments need to respond quickly to crises to prevent the reversible backsliding of development progress, and they are unable to do so, then we have a problem because we cannot, one, maintain the current levels of development that have been realized, but we cannot also build on those and take it forward to meet the sustainable development goals, for instance. How important are the sustainable development goals and how likely is it that these least developed countries will actually achieve them then? Well, it is obvious now that in the LDCs, the continuity and adequate reach of investments in human capital and social and productive infrastructure needed to realize the SDGs is now in serious jeopardy. And so uh, unless we can address the issues of debt, unless we can find ways in which we can help the LDCs to expand their fiscal space, we can basically uh, say goodbye to the achievement of, of the SDGs in the LDCs. Right. So where is the balance then for LDCs between a greener and more sustainable future and the need to exploit the resources that they have to support development that they really need? Well, I want to emphasize again that at UNCTAD we consider that this is not a zero-sum game. The two can be done together. But we do need to find that fiscal space in order for the governments to be able to do both and not have to choose between one or the other, Mm. because otherwise we're setting up a very difficult balance between national aspirations for sustainable development through green structural transformation and meeting common commitments and interests uh, which are embodied in global actions on climate. It is a fact that the LDCs are still predominantly dependent on natural resources, many of which are a problem when it comes to climate action. The LDCs themselves have realized that they need to move towards green structural transformation and It's enshrined in the UN framework for climate action. So we know that because of this inability of the LDCs to move rapidly out of their dependence on these kind of commodities, that they will need some time. Uh, So they need the transition time. So how can we accelerate investment and development and what changes are needed in the financial funding system to make that happen? Well, let me start with the LDCs and what they can do for themselves. At the domestic level, the LDCs should take concerted actions to improve domestic resource mobilization. That means they have to make their tax systems more efficient. They have to increase and be able to meet the funding needs for development. They should also consider re-channeling the workings of their domestic financial systems to make sure that they prioritize greener productive systems. From the level of the international community, the very key issue that needs to be addressed is how they can help widen the fiscal space in LDCs. And and they can definitely do this by improving the workings of the international financial architecture along three key dimensions which the report discusses, which we are calling uh, the triple A. And these are the financing needs need to be available at the required scale, which is the amount. And then we need the financing to be delivered through low-cost instruments, which means the appropriateness principle. 
And also the financing for development architecture needs to be underpinned by an international financial architecture that is simpler, more transparent, and reverses the current situation of complexity and high costs due to the multiplicity of institutions, procedures, and uh, rules. We are calling for that the multilateral development banks to raise substantive funds in international capital markets and then provide these, pass these on to the LDCs as concessional funding. And we are also calling for climate finance that is distinct from and additional to other forms of development finance. So developed countries should adopt a goal for climate finance for LDCs that is additional to the current goals we have on official development assistance. This will ensure that we hit the targets of additional and distinct from other source of fundings. At the moment, what we're seeing is a system of robbing Peter to pay mm. Paul. And this is leading to a chronic deficit of development finance in LDCs. Another example of practical action is for official development assistance to revert to its traditional form, which is to be provided mainly in the form of grants of highly concessional finance. These are some of the ways in which immediate action can be taken to substantially raise and improve financing for development for LDCs. Otherwise, the SDGs will ultimately fail. Thank you to Unktad's Matt Phobie Reba for being this week's guest. Tune into the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. And there's even more on our website, unktad.org. I'm Sarah Thomas in Geneva. Goodbye for now.